Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hadley's Books, where today I'm going to review for you um, my latest read, and that is One to Watch by Kate Stamen London. And this book is based off of a fictional version of The Bachelor in The Bachelorette. And it talks about uh, the lack of diversity um, in the franchise and how in this fictional book, um, in this fictional show, and how they handle um, the lack of diversity uh, within the franchise and within the show. Um, now, this show, this particular book is uh, the main character. Her name is B, and she is a fashion blogger uh, for overweight uh, women. And because she is overweight herself, and she has gained followers uh, through Instagram, instant Instagram fame, uh, and through her blog. And so, when she was approached by uh, executive producers of this love um, reality show uh, called The Main Squeeze. She was uh, hesitant in the fact that she didn't know, uh, you know, whether there was a catch. Like, she didn't want to be a laughing stock. Uh, she was comfortable with her blog. She was comfortable with her Instagram uh, because, you know, people, she believed, like, her followers wanting, like, the best for her and everything, but she didn't know how the rest of the world was going to interpret her and so she was very hesitant but um she wound up going on the show because she uh, you know was kind of talked into it like how everybody you know kind of thinks people go on the bachelor is to you know gain more followers uh you know following the clout kind of thing and um so she kind of went into it with that hope of gaining more followers um not taking the process seriously. If she she falls in love, she falls in love, but she wasn't giving uh, much hope to that uh, aspect of it. So this uh, book covers a lot of um, a lot of things, but I think it was interesting um, considering, and I think it goes into what the uh, the actual Bachelor franchise is dealing with. Um, currently as well so i'm gonna review um read my review for this book and then uh go into what the bachelor franchise is dealing with at the moment the current situation um the current status of uh, the bachelor franchise as well because i believe this book goes kind of hand in hand uh, different different aspects of it but it goes hand in hand uh, with what is happening. So here we go. Uh, love, diversity, and reality television are the three themes that come to my mind after reading uh, One to Watch by Kate Stamen London, a book about reviewing about viewing love in all different forms. A love story we didn't think we needed, but we really did. B was riding high on, insta- on instant social media fame with her blog about overweight fashion. When the executive producer of a hit reality TV show, Main Main Squeeze, about finding love on national television, approached her about becoming the lead 
on the upcoming season. At first, B was very hesitant because she didn't know how people would perceive her, and she did not want to become a laughingstock on national television. However, when the when Lauren, the executive producer, convinces her that this will help grow her platform, uh, B jumps right into the role. This book takes us through the trials and tribulations of B's journey to find love. This book is just the is just like the reality show, uh, full of crying, love, and above all, drama. Uh, will be be able to will be finally be able to believe in the process, and will she be able to find love? Uh, diversity is the biggest topic in this book, and it's the biggest problem facing Bachelor Nation franchise as well. Even though the franchise has made steps in the right direction with the casting leads of Rachel Lindsay, Tasha Adams in the first Black Bachelor, uh, Matt James, and two incredible, great, diverse casts of contestants, on the heels of the events that occurred in the franchise this past week and uh, two weeks ago, it shows the franchise has a long way to go. As a longtime fan of the franchise, I look forward to seeing the process um, that takes place. So that is kind of my my thoughts on the book, um, per se, and a, a quick summary of um, where where Bachelor franchise is at this point. But I want to go, uh, after this quick break, I want to go into great depths uh, or dive deeper into the, the problems uh, with the franchise uh, and how it kind of goes hand in hand with with the book and everything. So uh, stay tuned for that. All right. Hold on. Welcome back. And um, so now where I want to take this is I want to give you kind of me being a long time fan of the show, um, long-time follower of the show, kind of want to give you my perspective of where, um, the show is, um, the status of the show, where, where the show can go from here, where we hope the show can go from here, um, and the, the kind of downfalls of the show, um, where the show went wrong, um, just, just from my perspective, um, I think, you know, there has been a huge, there is a huge fan base uh, for Bachelor Nation. And I think everybody has thoughts and opinions on those. And I think that it's right for people to voice those those opinions. But, uh, and especially because the fans of Bachelor Nation is what is going to carry bachelor nation into the future what is what has created uh the frenzy that bachelor nation is now is the fan base um and it's what has carried it from 2002 to 2021 and uh, is what's going to the fan base is going to really be the telling point and where whether or not fran- the franchise can actually hold on uh, to the fan base as well, uh, by the decisions that, um, 
they can make and the changes that they need to make as well. So here is like my uh, point of view in the problem uh, that the Bachelor Nation has with diversity. Um, it has been a known fact that the Bachelor franchise has had issues in the past with race. Um, they tried to address it back in 2017 by having um, Rachel Lindsay be the first black bachelorette in the franchise history. Um, and I believe watching, I'm going back now and watching this, watching her season unfold. Um, because um, after the current events that are that have unfold, unfolded, um, I'm going back now and watching her season and I've heard that um, there was a racial uh, race uh, problem in her season as well. A race contestant, like a, a person that had a raceful, uh, race issue in their past on their uh, controversial uh, contestant on her season as well. Um, so I think that the problem with that, I think they need to do better overall casting um for for their seasons i think they need to be more cautious in their casting um for that season and then you know three years later coming into 2020 um it was a very unprecedented uh, for multiple reasons, the 2020 seasons were very unprecedented. Um, like, we're in the middle of pandemic, and uh, Claire, who was a uh, past contestant on Juan Pablo's season, was named, uh, casted as the lead for The Bachelorette after Peter's season, and uh they wound up having to put the filming on hold because of uh, the pandemic. But once they got the okay, the you know the filming started, and then another president un unprecedented thing happened. Claire fell in love two two seconds into this thing, and and then. So once we got Claire and Dale out of the picture, um, the producers needed to figure out something, whether they were going to cancel the rest of the season or whether they were going to put somebody new um, into that role. And I think they did a fantastic job in picking Tasha uh, for the lead um, because once she had been on The Bachelor before. She's been on Bachelor in Paradise. She's been a part of this franchise for a year and a half at that point. Um, she knew she knew what she was getting herself into by that perspective. But as well as here is another person uh, with, with a biracial background. And um, they casted older gentlemen because of Claire's season. And they casted uh they put Tasha in to the season and i think um, they did a fantastic job that season we got to really see 
finally after three weeks of the show of the Claire and Dale show, get them out of the picture. We finally got to meet these gentlemen and got to really hear their stories and with the comfortable nature that Tasha was of the the bright spot and all this, um, the comfortable that she felt going into this and everything, um, we could really get to see these men's stories and she listened to them and we listened to them and they really got to really open up and the producers really showed everybody's story. I think that that was very important to show so we got to actually by the end of that like I I honestly was just rooting for Paige's happiness because I could have seen I was rooting for every guy at that point I mean I think every guy was awesome um and I could me being an outsider of the situation me being a fan I could really see her winding up with anybody at that point and um you know Obviously, she picked Zach, and that was a great choice, and rooting for them. Um, but the, um, you know, I think that the show did a fantastic job uh, with that season in highlighting the issues that were at hand. Uh, they didn't hide away from racial talks, racial conversations. Um, they really dived right into that. Um, the conversation that Ivan and her had about uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and the events that occurred during the summer of 2020, um, you know, was really eye-opening and was really thoughtful and really important to show because those conversations have never happened on the show. And so to show real life, to show real life uh, conversations in that show, I think uh, was really eye-opening and really conversations that really affected uh, was really relevant to both Ivan's story and Tasha's story. So I think it was really nice to see that and I think that um, that season was just very well put together after Dale and Claire moved out of the way. They put Tisha in, and I think it was very well done. A very good, very good um, thing. And then, during the filming, or during the, during the filming of that season, there was more and more push by the fans um, due to the events that were occurring in 2020 to have a black male, black male lead. In the show. So what do they do? They pulled Tyler Cameron's best friend. Why? I don't know. They've had, um, I think that they could have done a better job in the uh, finding somebody. I think they could have waited until to see where Tasha was ending her journey um, to see if there could be, there was multiple great contestants on her season that they could have picked from. Um, I think they they heard people. They heard people's opinions and uh, voice, and they thought that they needed to make a fast decision to make the fans happy. And they made a fast and brash 
decision. And they picked one, they picked a male black lead, which is fantastic. Two, there's the problem. They picked somebody that wasn't part of the franchise. And now Matt James has to deal with two problems. One, being the first black male lead. And two, going into this completely unknowing what the hell is happening. Because he wasn't a part of this franchise from the beginning. So, being a completely new person, a part of this franchise. So, he had a whole bunch of weight put on his shoulders. Uh, And from what I saw uh, from the beginning, you could really tell that that was weighing on him. Um, But honestly, seeing this unfold, see seeing the season unfold, I think he's doing a very great job in in uh, in this role. Um, Personality-wise, I don't think he was probably the best choice, but um, I think that he is doing the best that he could possibly be doing in the situation that he was put in. And that's not Matt James's problem. That is the producer's problem. But, um... You know, picking the right person. But I think that Matt James uh, is doing the best that he could in the situation that he was given. With the resources he was given. And I congratulate and I applaud him. Um, I think that he's a great guy. Um, And I do really wish all the best for him. And then, uh, so they, you know, they film his season and January 4th rolls around. And when January 4th rolls around in this season kicks off, there was a TikTok video that hit the airways uh, calling out a particular contestant and her views a little bit. Um, Accusations started to unroll, and um, then more accusations started to come out. People started digging deeper into this contestant's past, and pictures were found. Um, inappropriate pictures were found of this contestant's past, um, questionable past and everything, uh, questionable decisions, and it turns out this contestant is the front runner in this season, turns out, you know, and can't blame Matt, she seems, uh, Rachel, the contestant, Rachel Kirkconnell, seems like a very genuine person, uh, sincere person, and I can definitely, I'm not blaming Matt, uh, for who he's falling in love with, um, because who he's, you know, gravitating towards, because he doesn't know all of this. He just knows what Rachel is telling him. So if Rachel's not telling him any of her past actions, how is he supposed to know, right? So he's going into this completely blind. He's following his heart, so you can't blame him. While we're watching this unfold, more and more accusations are coming forth. 
and ABC staying silent. The contestants staying silent. Matt James is staying silent. Everybody is staying silent. We're just watching this season unfold. While in reality, while in present day, accusations are coming out. That leads to the interview <laughs> and uh, where an extra interview uh, on extra, I should say, extra long, uh, where Rachel Lindsay, the first black bachelorette, is now co-hosting or a correspondent for extra, and she does an interview with Chris Harrison, where, honestly, if... I think people are having a difficult time with why this question was brought up because of who presented the question, who asked the question. Um, But honestly, if let's say Diane Sawyer asked the question, no one would have thought differently. No one would have blamed Diane Sawyer for asking the question. But because of who asked the question, they're blaming the person who asked the question, which is stupid. Um, but the question was brought up. What do you think of the accusations that have been brought forth against the front runner of the show, Rachel? And then he went off the deep end, Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison is the face of this franchise who is trained in media how to answer these kinds of questions and he could have just answered look we don't accept this kind of behavior but it is what it is and i'm not going to uh, answer for rachel i'm not going to answer on rachel's behalf um abc is made aware of the situation ABC can, and um, Rachel is going to make a statement in the future. That's all. That's all he could have said. But he didn't. He did. He went in a totally opposite direction, and he said some inappropriate things, uh, which shows his uneducated mind a little bit towards and insensitivity towards. Um, towards the matter and um you can watch that video i'm not going to go into like real depths about that video but it really showed um and after that interview bachelor nation exploded um both both um the current contestants on the show and Tasha's men uh, on, on Tasha's season both came out with a joint statement um, saying we do not support Chris Harris, like we don't accept Chris Harris' like words, like, um, and you know we don't condone this kind of behavior, um, and we won't stand for it, and we stand by Rachel Lindsay and her voice uh, for for racial. Uh, diversity uh, within The Bachelor, and Rachel's not the only voice, and we want to speak up on that as well. And 
Then got into and Rachel Lindsay, uh, Rachel Kirkconnell made a statement, and Chris Harrison made a statement. And statements were made all over. Um, but um, and then, but it also broke open the problem in this season, and the problem in this season. And the problem that, you know, I noticed in this season as well, and multiple people have noticed, is how much the drama was shown on this season. And how much, even though they had 25 people of color, 25 amazing women of color on this season, none of them were shown. <laughs> like, their stories wasn't shown, the love stories weren't shown. Um, they were kind of hidden in the back in the drama of uh, Queen Victoria, Anna, Brittany, Katie, everybody was in the spotlight. And that is where, like, I feel bad for these women. Um, and that is where my problem lies with the franchise is that how can you go from the beautiful season that Tasha had the beautiful stories that were told the real stories that were told the real life stories that the that they were told the real life conversations that were told on Tasha's season um from all different sorts of backgrounds uh, from people of color of uh, people just white people um it, it was a beautiful season stories were told and 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 lives fans lives were impacted as well um how can you go from such an incredible season like that to this season that has fallen apart that is just drama packed um no love stories were really shown um it, it's like hell. <laughs> like, you go from a beautiful season that Tasha had to this hellhole of Matt James' season. And I feel bad for Matt James. Honestly, I'm sure he's like, I've had, I'm sure Matt James is watching this season. And like, and he's probably thinking, I've had incredible conversations with these women. I've heard their, their stories. Why aren't this? Why is why is Queen Victoria taking up our screen? Um, why is Katie taking up her like? Why is Anna taking up our screen? Why is the accusation against a, a contestant uh, being an escort taking up our season? Like uh, when we could really get down to like the love stories that are being made, the connections that are being made, the the people of color that are coming forth. Uh, with their stories, and uh, it was it's really hard to get behind any of these contestants and actually root for them, because we don't know their stories. We know Queen Victoria, we know Anna, we know the bullies of this season, but we don't know their stories, and everyone's saying that every contestant on this season is a bully. That's not true. Um, and I know that it's not true. But the way that 
the producers are showing these contestants. I could understand where people are getting the fact that every contestant on the show is a bully. But they're not showing these contestants in the brightest light. Uh, they are showing Katie in a bright light. They are showing certain people in bright lights. But they're not showing the right people in the bright lights. In a good way. In a positive way. And that's a shame. I think that in reality, while this was filming, Matt was making the right decisions. I think uh, Matt was following his heart. What is unfolding on our screens right now is crap. Um, and not right. Uh, it doesn't show the full picture of Matt's decision making. Not showing the full picture of where Matt's heart is taking him. And it's a shame. I think that we would, um, you know, I think it's been ex- spoiled right at this moment. Who wins this season? And... Honestly, um, I wish the best for Matt. I think that, you know, at this point, we just want Matt's happiness. Uh, uh, But I kind of wish that we could see Matt's decision-making a little bit more uh, to where it leads him to make this decision. Because I think that we could get behind this decision a little bit more if we knew, if we could see these connections unfold more. I root for Matt's happiness. I root for love in this case. And if the contestant that's in question and him fall in love and and make it through this end, I think that they are both adults. I think that they can have those tough conversations. And I hope that they have those tough conversations. Um, And I hope that they can both um, grow and become better people and stick together. And, and fight this and and learn and grow and become better people and and everything and I wish the best for them honestly um, but with saying that I think ABC has a bigger problem on their hands because they did not show these people in the best of light they did not show their love story they did not show their backstories um, and they failed these contestants this season, they failed every single one of them. They and they particularly failed the people of color. There was twenty five people of color on this season, and I think honestly, we only got to see the stories of the three people of color that are in the top four. I think we only got to see their stories, and one particular contestant, um, who I think we got to see her story pretty well. Um, was, uh, and another, you know, problem, not just the, uh, the diversity problem with the people of color, but the diversity problem with the people with disability as well, um, that kind of goes into, you know, my next thing is they had a contestant on the show by the name of Abigail, and Abigail was uh, deaf, uh, hearing, hearing impaired, and watching her get the first impression rose and then fall off the show like completely like disappear from the show um was disappointing because throughout you know there was clips 
here and there of Abigail and their conversations. But we never really got to see Abigail for who she was. And we never got to see other contestants for who, sh- who they were. And I think that's a shame. Um, and there was one particular, uh, you know, I have, I think, you know, Abigail uh, was my favorite contestant of the season uh, for personal reasons because I have a disability. I'm watching this young, confident, beautiful person come on the show and lay it all out there for him. Explain his story, explain her story, explain her insecurities, and just everything. Um, I think that was very touching and very moving and very inspiring. And there was a particular... Uh, conversation that they had that was um, really, really um, touching. And that was when she went into having a conversation about if we make it out of this and if we wind up together, um, there is, and if we get married and have children, there's a great possibility of my the children having hearing loss and having the the same disability I have and I want you to know that up front and watching her confidence her laying it all out there for him to then respond me being a 24 year old girl with very limited relationship history or whatever but um Watching her lay it all out there and the confidence that she had, saying, you know, you can accept this for what it is now, and you can back out, or you can accept, like, or we can move past this, and, you know, we can grow, and, um, kind of leaving it up to him to decide, uh, whether he can move forward, I think that that really touched me. That really inspired me. Um, She. I really took something from that conversation. And. um, You know. Kind of. Gave me the confidence. To when it comes time. In my life to have that conversation. With a significant other. That I could. Go into that confidently. uh, No matter. No matter. No matter the. Um. Uh, you know, response from that significant other, I can go into that confidently, um, lay out all my insecurities and everything. Um, so I think that 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 conversation was one of the few conversations that I really took something from, and that was my personal experience. Now, I got something from that conversation. Now there are fans of the show that are people of color there are past contestants that are people of color none of those like minus michelle brie and serena who are in the top four now going forward we never really got to see other people's stories we never got to see their backstories and for them to lay it all out there and 
make an impact on not just Matt's life, but also make an impact on our lives as fans, and like we did in Tasha's season. And I really feel for those people um, because I got Rachel's, like I got Abigail's backstory, and I got those conversations uh, in um, that you know I needed from that I wanted to see from Abigail but there were so many conversations that weren't had that weren't shown that really could have impacted more people um like Tasha's men's stories did for for fans um and I think that that's where the season fell flat and um, I think that that's where ABC and the Bachelor franchise now needs to take a step back, educate themselves on the real issues, re- uh, do research into what the fans want, what the fans expect, um, and how do we move forward from this. Um, you know, they had 25 people of color this season, but they only showed three of their stories. They had one person with a disability. They showed her very good. Um, very disappointed how Matt handled that situation. Like, handled that girl. Like, literally, he gave her a first impression rose and then left her in the dust. Didn't give her a one-on-one, which was justice for Ab- like, just Like, justice needs to be had for Abigail. <laughs> Uh, I believe that she should be the next Bachelorette. Um, she is, you know. But, you know, Abigail touched me. And seeing Abigail touching me and the impact that she made in my life. And knowing that there are people of color that watch this show and didn't get that from this season. Um, hurts. Hurts me. And, and um. I really hope that ABC and the heads of Bachelor Nation can tell that, can see the hurt um, of fans of the past, of contestants, and can really get some education and and make some real changes. Um, the where I stand with like Chris Harrison and stuff like Chris Harrison made this step of stepping down and saying that he needs to educate himself which is true um, you know it's not my you know my say and whether or not uh, Chris Harrison comes back or not I think you know and it's not my opinion to really uh, say whether or not Chris Harrison's made the right steps or whatever, that's not where I lay. Um, I stand behind the franchise and I will continue to watch it um, because I support whoever goes on the show. Um, but I want to see real change being had with the franchise. I want some real, I want people to understand, I want the heads of the organization to understand where these fans concerns lie 
really make the difference, really change, um, and take the steps necessary to change. And that's where, if those changes are being made, um, more respect towards, you know, if the franchise is going to give more respect to pe- people of color, people with disabilities, um, all different. You know, this show is based off of finding love. And love comes in all shapes, sizes, diversities, people, like everything. And the fact that the show has lasted 18 years and it's gotten to this point um, in 2021 to have these conversations the franchise has failed us at this point and so where does the franchise come how does the franchise come out of this um time will tell on that front and um i think the fact that you know we've heard chris harrison make a statement we've heard the cast two full cast um make statements We've heard Bachelor Nation speak. We've heard Rachel Garconnell uh, apologize. We've heard everything. You know who we haven't heard? Who need to take responsibility for this season? Unfolding the way that it has? Is it ABC and the heads of Bachelor Nation? The people that actually failed us. <laughs> and they have kept quiet. They have not said a word. And that's where I have the problem as fans, as a fan of the show. Like, literally, you're responsible for this franchise. And your franchise is very unhappy right now. And you're staying quiet. Why is that? Are you ashamed? Like, are you really, you know, taking, uh, you know, this uh, show... This season started out in the beginning of January, and it's coming towards, so like a month and a half. You're really going to take a month and a half to make a statement? Like, we're, we pressured Rachel to come for six weeks. Like, it's been seven weeks going into eight weeks now. Like, And ABC has taken no responsibility for how this season has unfolded. It's taken no... Um, consideration how these contestants feel and it's a shame so i think that the heads of abc needs to address this issue and needs to address the fans and needs to address the uh the very unhappy contestants and everything and that's the first step having abc and the heads of bachelor nation address this issue and how they can approve and move forward um and then you can address chris harrison after that you can address rachel you can address every every other problem below that but abc and the bachelor franchise has a problem the heads of those two enterprises or whatever are staying quiet and that's the problem. Um, we were mad at Rachel for not coming forth six weeks into this. When she's under contract 
Yes, she can speak, but she is literally a 24-year-old girl that went on a show um, that got passed background check after background check, who got cleared, who was like, oh, I'm really interested in this guy. Let's see where this goes. Um, and was kind of left to her own devices when this, when the shit hit the van and all these allegations came out against her, she was left to her own devices and whether ABC told her not to speak or not, I don't know. Um, but, you know, we forced Rachel to come forth and address these allegations. She did very sincerely, I believe, and very, um, you know, she, I'm sure she was scared, um, but she, she did it very professionally, and, um, so now that Rachel's made her statements, now that Chris Harrison's made their statement, his statement, and took action to step down and to step away for some time and educate himself, now it's ABC's responsibility to make a statement to address whether they're going to have a woman tell all, which the women tell all was filmed a week before that interview. So none of this came forth before that was filmed. Um, so whether they're going to actually show the women tell all with Curtis Harrison, whether uh, they're going to have it after the final rose that was known, but who is going to fill in for Chris Harrison at the, at the live after the final rose, um, they need to address that and they need to do it soon. I mean, after hometowns, I think the women tell all right is right after the hometowns, so they need to address it quickly. And um, they've had plenty of time to address it and come up with a game plan, so there's no excuse. So, for for ABC now to address it. So, um, and man, you know, you talk about reading a book at the right time. Uh-huh. You know, One to Watch is a book about um, an overweight women, woman coming on to the show, a show similar to, um, to The Bachelor and the diversity con- conversations that were had and the diversity uh, conflicts that were had in this book. And I read this the week, week before and with the week going into that that Chris Harrison interview. Man, hell broke loose <laughs> within, the, <laughs> within um, the Bachelor Nation franchise that same week. And it really got me thinking about um about the franchise and everything and how um they need to they really do have a problem on their hands and they can't hide from it now because when you have a problem when you have a bigger problem like this and a problem that leads to your one and only host stepping down being forced to step down you can't hide from it anymore. 
when you have a problem where the front runner of your show ultimately wins this season and is going to have to address person uh, has to address the situation on live television after the fi- on after the final rose you can't hide from this anymore so it'll be interesting to see what happens on after the final rose since it's here Rachel speak um, but I think what's more interesting is to where um, is to where ABC is going to take this and how ABC is going to address it so we'll see um, I, I'll, I think I'll stand by uh, watching the show I want to see how this kind of unfolds really um, at this point um, I literally cried at Tayshan Zach's proposal and how real that was and everything. I don't think I'll be crying at the end of this show, um, but just because of everything that's unfolded. <laughs> but I will definitely be rooting and supporting and um, this couple. So, um, and hoping that they can both learn from this experience and both become better people for it. Because that's all you can hope for. You can hope that love wins um, in all of this. And I hope that ABC uh, can really learn from it. And really listen to their fan base um, and everything. So, uh, that's all I have to say. Um, I look forward to... Um, everything and the next book i am reading um is priyanka chopra chopra's jonas's book uh, called unfinished it's a memoir about her life and uh i'm like quarter away through it um and i really like it so far uh, i've been a fan of nick jonas's for i don't know since 2007 so uh Hearing, reading his wife's life story um, is really interesting. She seems like a very cool person. So um, um, I take real interest in learning about people's backstories. And I think that's why uh, I think that's why I take to watching The Bachelor so much. Because I enjoy learning about people. Um, and diving into people's lives and stuff. I really take, in, take real joy in that. Not not judging people, but, you know, just just learning about people's lives. And so, um, I really uh, are going to, I really am taking a real interest to this book. So, um, I hope to finish this book this weekend and have a, a review and everything posted by uh, midweek. And if you want to want or read uh, the rest of this review, um, you can at HadleyBooks.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at HadleyBooks. Uh, and there you have it. Have a good one. And remember that the best leaders are readers. And have a good week. Bye.